There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender on this lovely Monday morning. And I have Mr. Christian, owner and CEO of Eden After Dark with us. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited Um, to be here. I've been listening to you for a while. uh, You know what? And this is, I have to say, so this is an exciting moment for me also. You know, with my journey, I really like to capture the moments that are, you know, important to me and the ones that hit a spot. And you're the first person in the community that's reached out to say, hey, I want to be you know, a guest on your show, most people reach out and say, hey, can you talk about this topic for me independent, you know, confidentially or, you know, all the topics basically come from the community, but you're the first person that reached out to be an actual, you know, person on here. And so I'm really excited about that. And I want to hear how you got to that point where, where we got here. So tell me. Okay. Well, I'm kind of awesome. Sounds like it. <laughs> it sound I mean, like it. I'm kind of awesome and I have common sense and I have no problem picking up a digital pen and writing a letter, you know, doing you're the very, work. Yeah, you're very funny. You know, is it through some of, so I have to say, since we haven't really met or uh, really had any business relations because you're all the, you know, you're on the other coast, we're on this side. And, um, I, but I, we do follow each other on Instagram and other social media platforms. And I have to say the Eden after dark brand itself is super vibrant. And now that I speak with you, I can see where the tonality kind of comes into play and, you know, just it's, it's vibrant, it's captivating. It's, it's all those things. So I'm really excited to hear the journey of, of Eden after dark and how you got there. So I gotta, I gotta ask you a question. Do you mean vibrant as in imagery? It's just colorful and yes. just charismatic and captivating. And in some uh, of the words and some of the things that you're saying in your own self, your personality kind of, you know, transitions over into that. And so it's nice. Well, that's good. I thought you meant images because I take a lot of pride in like our digital artistry because most lifestyle websites suck. They're really bad. Well, that's Yeah, and some of you do have some really creative posts also. And so, yeah, I'll put in like vibrant creativity all in that same bucket if that makes you feel comfortable because it all is, it's all in one really, in my opinion. Yeah, I do. I try to make it fun and different and I'm also at war with Instagram right now. They keep deleting me. Why? I, Technically, anything lifestyle related is expressly forbidden on Instagram. It's, you know, part of that, you know, censoring all of us nonsense. You know, yeah. we're all getting Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. I know. And that's the thing. You, We have to try and f- find like really fun, spunky ways to really try and promote the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never like I post sexy stuff, but I always try and put like a powerful quote or something that's more meaningful to me behind it in hopes that like, you know, the whole picture itself won't get flagged. And so I, you know, it's a very fine line. It's, but. it's a big, it's a big war. It's not even just, well, to be blunt, oh, you posted titties on there. No, it's not even that anymore. It's 
they have algorithms and people looking like, okay, Missy's not showing her titties, but hmm, she's running something lifestyle, lifestyle. What does that mean? And then next thing you know, oh, you're soliciting sexual services. You're banned. Well, there went went a year's worth of work and 25,000 followers. Fuck my drag. Oh my God, you're so right. Because sometimes when we have like dollars associated to the events and stuff, we'll get flagged for solicitation. And so it's really difficult to try and put, uh, you know, all the information that you want on there. But that leads me to how kind of like private or how upscale or maybe, uh, I don't know what the right word is to interpret your whole key holders application towards the Eden After Dark brand itself. But um, tell me about how you kind of get the inclusivity or actually it's not, you, how do I say it? How do you get to the point where you're able to promote and gain all of your followers and get to the point where you wanted to, to be able to open up Eden after dark last year? Cause if that's, that's what I'm thinking. I have some tips and tricks from my corporate background that most folks wouldn't be able to do. I, I and I also during my vanilla job, I own four other companies and they're all based in the Philippines. I also have resources that most lifestyle owners would never have. For example, in my vanilla life, I have one, one of my companies is a virtual a, a trained virtual assistant company where it's industry specific. Well, as a part of that, I have three girls and one guy that kind of oversaw my laptop when I was over there and they're like what the hell is that and I'm like damn <laughs> now I had to explain this and then I realized it's for my employees that I actually go out with and drink and I'm like okay I'll tell them about it they're like okay we're in so I have virtual assistants that help me with stuff too so I'm not just here manually adding doing all this nonsense like other and posting stock images like other lifestyle clubs are doing I have four 40 hour a week full-time assistants that are making graphics, content, et cetera, et cetera. So I have that advantage. That is really nice. And so you mentioned your vanilla side of things. So how did you actually get to the point where you're on the life side, uh, lifestyle side of things? Where did that kind sure. of come into your world? As far as eating after dark or personal or both? Personal. Yeah, I guess personally, because I guess you would have personally had to start within the lifestyle to get to the point where eating after dark form, formed, right? Mm. That I have to take you back on a journey, kids, to the heyday of Craigslist. Do you remember those times? I wasn't I in a lifestyle at that time, so you'll have to really tell me. Uh, it was so different. Back, it was so easier back then, back before the government was shutting everything down. Um, I was very, 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 very young. Many. This was many, many years ago. Gather around, children. Um, I responded to some ads on Craigslist. Craigslist when it when it before it was a household name. It was like the business. You could find anything on Craigslist, including lifestyle. And in short, I answered an ad and a gentleman here who's still here in Vegas, who is odd. Um, He's from New York, actually. Um, He throws parties out here, but like unofficially unbranded just for shits and giggles. He kind of got me into it. And then it kind of went from there. And I'm extremely abbreviating this. And then a decade and a half later... I was organizing parties here just for fun and shits and giggles. And I had a psychotic ex-girlfriend one day tell me, you should brand this and like turn it into something. I'm like, hmm, you know, this house, right? (laughs) Yeah. Then I started thinking, I'm like looking around Vegas. For anybody that's in Vegas or has been to Vegas, you all know 
with one and a and a half exceptions aside from myself, the lifestyle here sucks big floppy donkey cock. It's really you would think that Las Vegas would be like the mecca of lifestyle. It's not. It's 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 really not. Um, it's it's not like Orlando, San Francisco, Houston really are in the U.S. Vegas would be like at the bottom. Um, why is that, though, in your opinion? Um, I've got a few theories. It's not that the city's against it. It's not illegal. The city, Clark County officially calls sex clubs, as they word it, their NRS code calls it a public nuisance. So they kind of, as long as you're not making waves, like one club in particular here does, they kind of look the other way. So that's not it. Um, it's transient. So we got a lot of people coming in and out. Just yeah. the nature of Las Vegas. It's, it's a very transient city. Oh, also, physical buildings here are very different. Everything is in strip malls. So you've got like a grocery store, a post office, and then you can't put in a sex club next to that. So yes. phys there's physical limitations compared to, especially back East. So there's some physical limitations. Um, there's a long list of just little things that add up. There are lifestyle clubs here and a couple of them. One in particular is fabulous. It's just, it's not like Orlando or, or, or Houston or anywhere else. You don't have like, you know, or the Colettes here, uh, just to name a few, in Las Vegas. There's there's right. the tourist trap one that everybody knows about, Green Door. It's a tourist trap. It's huge. It's by the strip, but it's a tourist trap and not very clean. So I don't know. It just never really came to fruition. It, it, there's just a whole laundry list of reasons. So then is that why you try and do your events in California and also in Vegas to try and split your demographic or... Well, we're very limited and I'll go back and continue touching on your question because we kind of got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, we're very limited in Las Vegas. We're kind of literally on a, on a, we are, we're on a desert Island. We got two and a quarter million people in this Valley and the cereal bowl, as I call it, but there's nothing else around us. It's not like you on the East coast. Like if, if you're in New York, you've got Jersey and blah, 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 blah. You got billions of people. Yeah. Hell, my, my sister might even come down from Providence. You know, you never know. But out here, there's nothing out here but backcountry. <laughs> right. Like, and it's true because, like, our territory here, like, when we go to Providence, we pull the whole, like, northeast area that come, yeah. and they come to Providence. So, yeah. So, for me, the next closest that makes sense is Palm Springs, which is why, not why, but it helps. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Coral and Jewel. She's an adult performer, has a podcast, yada, yada, yada. She has a digital club based out of Temecula. She does a lot of takeovers in Palm Springs, you know, the gay mecca of, you know, the West Coast, yada, yada. So she's kind of the next extension and her and I kind of work together to kind of bounce ideas off each other. So oh, Southern that's fantastic. Yeah, in Southern California, it's a, a Palm Springs is what, two hours? Has, I don't know, it depends on which road I take, two, two and a half hours. So that's not bad. No, that's not. At all. So back to your earlier question, Eden After Dark. So I went looking around at these other clubs. I'm like, really, really kind of got shit for clubs out here. I'm like, maybe I now call her the coont. Crazy ex-girlfriend's right. Um, maybe I should brand this and turn this into something. I mean, if I can create vanilla businesses and be successful at them, okay, let's go for it. And then I was like, no, I want to do something different. I want to do something for main... Uh, 
when I say LGBT, people are like, oh, fuck, it's a bunch of gay men. It's not. Um, I wanted to focus on the B in LGBT. That's really the meat and potatoes of Eden After Dark. I have encountered a lot of stigma with bisexual men in the lifestyle. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I already, at the time, that's a whole other subject. I sat on the pride board in Vegas and I was like, you know what? We're going to do a lifestyle club that emphasizes, but isn't limited to kink and LGBT, basically anything other. So I'm like, all right, cool. That'll be my little niche, but I'm like, it's gotta be sexy. So now, then I'm going to like, stop you because it is true that that specific part of the lifestyle, it gets more taboo kind of conversation than openness. And I did a whole entire podcast mm-hmm. last year with one of my really best friends about it. Cause he's super passionate about it too. And so to have, you know, did you feel like, I don't want to say intimidated, but did you get a bit nervous that you were going to go into the lifestyle and presenting a little bit more of a focus on this particular area that you knew was a little bit more, or were you just like, fuck it, I'm going big and I'm just showing the world what we got. Nope. It was kind of, I wasn't nervous at all. I mean, I had a minor reservation. I'm like, okay, is this going to limit those? And then I thought to myself, well, those aren't the fuckers I'd want anyway. Y'all got other places you can go. I went and if you have some kind of phobia over that, then this is not the place for you. You can find somewhere else to go. So I was just kind of like balls to the walls at that point. I'm like, okay, you fucking at the time you sit on the pride board, you've got deep connections to the LGBT community. Hell, I just found this out two years ago. The first time I went into a gay nightclub was when I was three months old. You're kidding me. My uncle owns a gay nightclub in Nebraska. So my mother showed the story. She's like, oh, I'm not surprised. First time you went into a gay bar, you were uh, three months old, I think she said. I'm like, you need to need to explain that. She's like, well, it was 1984. I couldn't afford daycare. I was 19. Your uncle used to come pick you up from the (laughs) salon to push you in the stroller into the club. You did the books. You didn't need a fake. You didn't need a fake ID. Everybody knew who you were. That's fantastic. (laughs) So I had all these connections here after being in Vegas for seems like 84 years now, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just go all in, especially. I've been the victim of some of that stigma as well um, in and outside of the lifestyle. So I was like, you know what? We're going all in, all in. I really appreciate that. Yeah, because sometimes people, they don't want to stand up for what they feel is going to be the most powerful. And I love how you said, if they don't come, then they're just not your people. And that's how I feel about our group because we pride ourselves also inclusivity on every level. And if people don't like that, well, there are many other places that you can go that you will feel just homey for. But, you know, so I love this story. I love your journey so far. It's really just great. It's so bizarre. I was just reading an article. I'll share the link with you. I don't even know how I came across it. A website from it's called the red couch and it specifically did a little blog about this subject the title is even bisexual men in the swingers community it's so interesting how clubs promote and break no that's not the right well promotes the right word embrace is not really the appropriate word um i would say um take advantage of manipulate uh the the whole bisexual female image but they could never admit a bisexual male image. I know of a particular club, which I will not name, here in Las Vegas that is very well received, that wanted to do 
a bisexual night and their owner was so unbelievably terrified about ruining his primary brand, which I can understand that's paying your bills that he created an entire new business license and everything just to try to do one night a month for bisexual men. Which is crazy. It's, it's interesting. because crazy. I'm and it is. And, you know, it's so interesting. You know, I just I don't think that way. So when we're presented in different, you know, scenarios where some of the clubs or group owners will be like, well, that's not really where we're at. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I thought that we were kind of past all of that. And I thought that we were at oh, no. a point in time where it was more accepting. And so I don't oh, know. No. Let me give mm-hmm. you a personal and traumatic, probably my most traumatic example of I thought we were past this bullshit. Um, I was at a gay nightclub here. I know the owner well, uh, Free Zone Las Vegas. Um, it's right by the Virgin, the old hard rock. About, oh, this would have been about eight or nine years ago. I was sitting at the bar, admittedly a little toasty. Girl comes up to me, yada, yada, yada. We know where this is headed. We go home together. Cool, cute. Had a great little time. About two weeks later, I'm sitting in the same establishment. This woman comes through the bar. And I kid you not, literally stabs me in the gut with a pocket knife. Loses her shit because she founds out, why didn't you tell me you had been with men? Yada, yada, yada. Now I got to go get tested. You probably gave me AIDS, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my goodness. That must have been... I don't even know what to say. Thank you for sharing that first off, because people need to know what really goes on. But that must have been awful. Well, I kind of laughed as, you know, with this literal stab wound in my side. I'm like thinking to myself, I really thought we were past this bullshit. Like it's not 1970 anymore. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Which, you know, so with that take on it, it makes me feel so great when I look at your Instagram and how like poppy and everything it is, because it really grabs your eye. So anybody that scrolls through has to stop and see like what your brand is and and at least be captivating in some sort of way. So I, I actually like how this is all coming together in my brain. And my events are so different. So we're not just LGBT and like bi or gay. It's just that is there if that's if you want to sip in that cup of tea it is available we i always say we emphasize and kink and lgbt you know because we can't say bdsm in nevada it's against the law um is that right that's girl in most states it's illegal that is battery that that's battery assault and battery or depending on how far you go um assault with a deadly weapon resulting in substantial bodily harm that's two to 15 years in nevada Holy moly. See, I knew each state had different laws and regulations. Like, I I know that you're not allowed to just set up like a BDSM club in certain states and you got to do it in certain ways. But I didn't realize it went to the extent of that. That's wow. Wow. You have to do some studying. Oh, yeah. That's why as soon as my attorney said, "Um, you need to go in and edit website right now. I'm like, what's up? He's like, you need to remove every fucking reference of BDSM from your site. Like yesterday. I'm like, okay. Thank you. Let me ask you this, though, because you do reference kink on there. So there it's OK to say it that way and not as like we're in Nevada. You- in Nevada, it is perfectly OK to say kink. If you say BDSM, then they're like, hmm, now I don't have any documented cases of it. I had the attorney. I'm like, can you give me some case examples? He's like, that's going to be hard. He's like. They might look at you but it's rare that they prosecute. I'm like, either way, we're not taking that risk. We can change that word. 
Yeah. Oh my and it's god. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how state by state it's different. Like another example, which I learned from Coral and Jewel, is in California you cannot do gender based pricing. Why? It is illegal by by California law to do gender based pricing. Which but they're I, like one of the most free states. <laughs> Oh, you were gravely misinformed. They're exactly the opposite. California has more laws than any other state. I mean, yes, no, I know. Yes, no, I do know that they are like the fucking most leading people that take like, you know, the average Joe to court and have every single regulate. But I I thought from an accepting standpoint, from a human, human, like sexuality, I thought that they were more free on. not according to my research. <laughs> Quite hey, the opposite. I, you that, just have to. That's be, you have why to... I love these podcasts because I can be put in my place quite quickly. You just have to be very careful in how you word things and what you do, just to cover your own ass. Because everybody's so litigious now, particularly out here. I think it's very different in the East Coast. I'm assuming from the few times I've been out there, people just don't really care as much about that kind of shit out here. They're very litigious. It's ridiculous. See, and I haven't traveled to the West Coast. I mean, I think I've been over there like maybe once or twice and for not very long. So I, I couldn't even say. So I'm not really familiar with even dem- demographics or behaviors. But it's, so it's really interesting to hear your your take on it and, and your personal view on it. I'm well, really appreciative of hearing it's also very different as a club owner because we look at covering our ass, covering our ass, covering our ass, making sure everything's, you know, as it should be. As a person going to a club why would you worry about that like let's just go have fun and and thousands of people do every night there's lots of life there's lots of really good lifestyle clubs all over california especially in southern california Uh, there's tons of them there's even uh bdsm clubs one in particular i was supposed to be on a particular magazine cover with what was and then got taken off because my subject matter was too controversial but house of black is a good bdsm club in san diego there you have it. Ah, so you kind of tour a little bit. Well, it sounds as if in general, maybe you kind of tour around some or a little adventurous or travel some just based on where your businesses are and kind of some of the things that you kind of mentioned along the way. Um, is that like a big part of your, your lifestyle in general or? Not really. I mean, no? my personal lifestyle traveling. Yes. I end up in Southeast Asia a lot. It's it's fat. It's fabulous over there. Is <laughs> it? Yeah, I've like, never been. Oh, you said Philippines is the business. That's where I spend a, a lot of my time. Um, and you're three hours from anything in Southeast Asia when you're in Manila. It's a three-hour flight. It's great. As far I, as yeah, like, that's really not. Mm-hmm. As far as lifestyle, lifestyle, like the fun lifestyle. Um, yeah, I don't really do do with that when when I travel, especially out of the country. It's too risky. Yeah. Um, but Southern California maybe Seattle, Portland. I might've done a few things here and there. <laughs> there might be some things, but no, so, we're, um, so we're very different rounding back to what you said earlier in that. How did I build up to exclusivity? Yada, yada, yada. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we are not LGBT and kink, but we emphasize that. So everybody can come. You have to be, I don't, there's not even, an, I had to change it about nine months ago. There's not even an option for straight when you apply the option says, and don't quote me on every single word, open-minded, comfortable seeing 
same sex play in the same room. So you at least have to be comfortable with it being in your general vicinity. I love that because at least it gives people that are coming to the club for the first time an awareness Mm. of what they could possibly be seeing because not many people understand. (laughs) I think my host opening the door would give a big clue. He's a he's a go-go dancer at a night uh, gay nightclub here called Piranha, and he wears high heel boots and a g-string. Oh, so uh, that would be the that would be the first clue when they when the door got opened. That would be yes, clue number one. And welcome to our playhouse where Play anything here. is possible. Yes, where this you know five foot ten man with a gorgeous body is in these giant pink leather boots that have heels higher than I am. Yeah, that's a, that's a clue. That's a clue. Do they just go up to his calf or they do do they go up to his thighs? All the way to the knees, baby. Oh, I love those ones. Yeah. He go he go goes in heels like that too at the club. I'm like, Jesus, how do you do that for like eight hours at a time? That's crazy. That is, and that's probably why he's got the best body in the world because that fucking burns like a motherfucker through all of your muscles. Well, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'd have to special order heels. I'm a size 13 in men's. I'd have to special order some heels. They don't yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they know coming in. I mean, if they missed a giant tagline at the beginning of the website, it happens. Yeah. Then they have to select open-minded, and then uh, the host at the door would be like the final clue. <laughs> but um, it's for everybody. You just have to be comfortable seeing same sex, and not just women, as beautiful as that is. Um, and then our events are very different in that we have entertainment. A lot of lifestyle clubs don't really do entertainment. It's like a fuck house. We're not like that. Um, so to take you through the whole scenario, nobody can take off their clothes for the first 90 minutes-ish. Then I give my state of the evening address, as I call it. You know, thank you, everybody. Yada, yada, yada. Here's what's going on. Don't miss this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, now the night's yours. And then it never... Then you can take your clothes off. And I'm thinking of one person I have a trans woman, full top, bottom, full conversion. She's the first one to fucking take your clothes off. She doesn't wait 30 seconds. She is there now, to get down to business. Why do you wait that 90 minutes for people to take their clothes They're off? Newbies. And I, even as a non-newbie of, God, I was I had to pause and think how long I've been in the lifestyle. Uh, too, too long. Um, I don't want to walk in the door and just see a bunch of naked ass motherfuckers. I really don't. I'd rather go in talk to some people, have a cocktail, have a conversation, a human conversation, and then, you know, actually get to know people. And then, you know, later on, hmm, should the mood strike? But I think it's very tacky the other way around. It's just tacky. When you come in, there's just naked people walking all over, or especially clubs. This really gets to me. This really grinds my gears. Unless it's at a pool party, there are clubs that, which is okay, there are clubs that have like a full fucking buffet. I'm like, we should not be mixing fucking taco Tuesday with her taco. Um, I think no, I have to interrupt you there because like we have been to clubs and didn't understand people serving food, but there is one club on the East coast, the paradise club, and they serve the most delicious food ever. And their thought process is, is, you know, people are coming here around eight o'clock when the doors open, we want them to come get a bite to eat you know, get that drink, kind of settle in. And then, you know, like 9.30, 10 o'clock, everybody kind of starts to get into their like more friskier, like nighttime mode. And when they explained their thought process, I was like, that's brilliant. That makes total sense. And yeah, so the first 90 minutes is just so people actually have a, you know, 
a talk do what the lifestyle is supposed to be do supposed to do and meet cool people not and i want to okay i'm going to word this really dramatically i want to weed out those punk ass kids that are just coming there to fucking go it, this isn't a fishing expedition where you catch and release i mean and that's cute it- that's cute, but that's not really my aim. You know, and as and this is the thing that I love about interacting with so many different clubs because everybody does bring a different kind of um, ambiance. I want to say, and what you're describing mm-hmm. is an entire experience ambiance. You know, you set the tone, you set the mood, you set the experience, you set the expectations of what people can see and explore into. So. It sounds as if you set up newcomers, veterans, whomever it may be, in the most appropriate way that makes it very like easy and comfortable for you to want to be in that environment. Well, you took the right word, experience. That's what I was going for, like an experience. Like you could do what like other clubs do where it's the fuck and go situation, like you're fishing, or I can deliver an experience. So First 90-ish, it's not always that long because sometimes I can look around the room and tell people are like ready to go. Um, as I give my state of the evening address, you can take your clothes off the night. It's yours, yada, yada, yada. Then another thing we do differently than particularly clubs on the West Coast is there's usually some kind of pop-up entertainment. I have, a, I, I have go-go dancers regularly. I have, as I, I, what's the proper term now? Is it exercise pole or stripper pole? I'm not sure which. I mean, I call it a stripper pole. If anybody has to call it an exercise pole now, I think that we've really crossed the line. Well, uh, well, that's what it was called when we ordered it on Amazon. Is that right? Because you can't can't say stripper on Amazon. Oh, no, Mr. Bezos will not have it, honey. No. So, yeah, we have an an exercise pole with the full stage, all that things. Um, I've had drag queens come in. I have go-go dancers come in, just pop-up performance of burlesque. Actually, my event tomorrow has a whole burlesque performance. In fact, the flyer for it has a very well-known burlesque entertainer on it. He's kind of dreamy. That sounds so exciting. uh, And his boyfriend just bought the Artisan Hotel here, which is a well-known swingers hotel. So shit's about to get real. That Um, sounds really great. It's cute. It's cute. So yeah, it's a full, you, you, you use the right word. It's, it's an experience. It's not some dark, seedy, go jerk off in the corner kind of situation. That's just not what I wanted. And I think you could tell that, like you were saying on my social media, by the imagery, you know, our colors are purple, green, and silver. Uh, everything's like really classy and sexy. I just say upscale, which is subjective, but it gives you the general idea. To like go you can't, to your brain. Ooh, not to interrupt you, but to go to your branding, you do use super sexy men and female in those photos, which is you don't see many of the men utilized in that way either on social media or, you know, in the swing world pertaining to our brands and stuff like that. And that's one of the things I really did appreciate, too. I don't, There's this one picture on there that's just like when I scroll through your Instagram, I, I see it every single time and I'm like, it's just the hottest fucking photo and I probably, I like, I Which try one? to like it. It's, it's, it's kind of further down, but it's with a gentleman and he's kind of just like, kind of perched in this right way. Like just, I can't really explain it. It's a little bit further down in the feed though. You know what and sucks just, is that I just lost my Instagram like 48 hours ago and I'm having to start over from scratch. This is the third time. 
Oh, you did mention that. Okay, I went well, to go pick it up. I went to go pick it up. I'm like, what picture was doing it for her? And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I lost Instagram fuck. two days ago. Uh, but I still have yes. the photos. So I'm curious to know which one it is. Another little tidbit is that I do not use stock imagery at all. Every single photo you see on our social, on our website are actually members or volunteers. I have photographer friends and we'll set up photo shoots and yada, yada, yada. I don't use stock. And then, you know, do you have like a set of people that help run your events when you do them or you do it solo? I have uh, about three or four volunteers, like my host that we were talking about. Um, That is volunteer for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same people all the time or it kind of switches up on who's available? It's, or it's like- I've got four core people that are there every single time. Um, and then a few that, you know, as they can. Um, I actually just brought on somebody new who I'm very excited about. Um, she's going to be flying in from Oregon every month to go to an event to help out. I think, I think everybody's going to love her. I certainly do. Uh, that's another conversation. I feel like we could have a lot of follow-up conversations. I feel like I want like, just like your gossip, like once a month, just like, let's just shoot the shit. <laughs> I'm down. Like I got all the gossip. I got all the tea. That sounds, all sounds the so fun. But yeah, experience, we're a good experience. We're for everybody, but you have to be comfortable with seeing two men, two women, trisexual, bisexual, quadrisexual, you know. They let's just, try sexual. It's whatever you want it to be. It's an emotion, baby. Oh, you can okay, be trisexual, yeah. quadrisexual. As long as you're stepping your pussy up, it's good. <laughs> and it's true. You know, that's the one thing. Like, you know, we always say, like, you can't yuck anybody else's yum because what I like, you might not necessarily like and vice versa. You know, like Spencer and I happen to have like a little bit more of like a down and dirty play style. Not many people like to play that way. And so, me, you know. Tell me what, what do you what do you mean? Because that's subjective. What what do you it is well, you know, down like, and dirty and be specific. You know, like Spencer loves like spit play and like just, you know, like, I mean, I could be used and abused in, in a lot of different ways and I can take toys in every variation and I'd be just fine just laying there for an hour while somebody just goes to fucking town running through whatever the, whatever they wanted. Not many girls like toys. Not many girls would like that scenario. You know, sometimes men are intimidated that you would even want to bring toys into the bedroom. And so, you know, or like choking and, you know, things that are a little bit more on the aggressive side, you know, like the Pepe being slapped in my face, like constantly and just degrading and, you know, things like that. I, you know, that's <laughs> why I, I, I like. And so, you know, not many people like to play that way. Well, they should. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> well, they should. One person's like kink is another person's vanilla. Yeah, 100%. I had just posted this thing in my group and it was like, um, you know, something about like having normal sex. And it was just like, what does the word normal really actually mean? It's something different to everybody. Yeah, I think they're referring to what on the West Coast we would call Mormon sex. What is that? Um, or what's called a Mormon soak. You gotta say more. Yeah, a Mormon soak is, now I might be wrong on this, it's been a while since I've heard the term. You know, we're really close to Salt Lake. We get all the Mormons. It's um, basically you, you, you put it in, but there's, there's no action like back and forth. And apparently Brigham Young is cool with that. I don't know. I got questions. Like, how does that work? How yeah, that we've got investigations need to be had. <laughs> Next on 60 Minutes. We go under, <laughs> Missy goes undercover at BYU. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming to you live. Here we go. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I have to say, probably one of my most fun interviews in a while. I, I really honestly didn't know what to expect because you we never really I was had gonna to be a you thought I was gonna be a dick, admit it. And you're right. You know what? I didn't know what to think because you are so formal during, you know, in email and so, you know, outlined and stuff. And I'm and a generally, <laughs> and well, you know, the thing is, is like nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm totally aligned. But for some reason, when it comes to this podcast, I'm so like loosey goosey because I think that the principle of it is just being super organic. And the second that I think that I'm planning it out, it's not where I'm at anymore and it gets my creative process real fucked up but when it comes down to my boutique oh well that's like Mozart in you know fucking psychopath you know mixes with like Rain Man trying to figure out all of my strategies yeah it's it's, that's my type that's hot (laughs) you see you know what I mean so like when you were saying your corporate world and I was like oh bro like I totally get it because like I was in corporate for 15 years and you know, my structure style is just like, you know, I usually want outlines and I want all this and whatever. I think that's one of several reasons that made Eden After Dark so successful so fast is that I am overwhelming, almost too structured. Whereas a lot of like club owners, and this isn't talking bad about them. They just have a different way of going about things. They're like kittens chasing a laser pointer. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They're like, I'm going to open a club and people are going to come and fuck. And I'm going to spend money to advertise on Google. And I'm going to spend money here. And I'm, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't have a plan. You don't know what your customer avatar is. You, wow. But and it works for them sometimes but i would my head would explode i'm like no these are the morning minutes this is what i'm going to do today this is x y and z but okay that's done that's done that's done we're good yeah and it's so funny you know it you know i do want to just like say one thing that you read just said like when we have these conversations at no point in time are we being disrespectful to anybody else in the industry it's just that everybody else has their has their own way of of working mm-hmm. and so it's fun so even though we're laughing and kind of making jokes in some areas or not i mean it's all in in good fun because we all know that our brains operate so differently and it's kind yeah. of cool to hear somebody else that feels like their corporate background has really enhanced what they were able to do in the lifestyle because that's how i feel you know for me with the amount of my workload in the corporate world has allowed me to be able to manage my podcast, the boutique, the events and whatever else that kind of goes into the brand now and kind of see it as like sky's the limit. I can do whatever the fuck I want because I've been trained in so much. Right. And you've taken that. That's where you have an advantage over other, you know, lifestyle club or group owners is that you've had all this corporate experience that has drilled all this shit into you for years. And now you just tweak it and apply it to this super fun thing that is a lifestyle. I mean, you can really tell like when you look around lifestyle stuff, and again, this isn't talking shit. um, There's some really crap content and crap websites and crap out there. You can tell like, bless their hearts. They're trying, but they don't have the advantage of like what you or I might have where they were in a Fortune 100 company for 10 years and learned how to code, do SEO or all this other shit. Like they just don't you know have what that. SEO That's, is, but you know, so nobody, nobody really knows what it is. We all just pretend <laughs> no. to nobody knows <laughs> what the fuck it is. 
they change no, his daily, not. I feel like. It's, <laughs> they really do. It's like fucking chasing. It's chasing a goddamn leprechaun is what it is. Um, yes. And then there's like club owners that'll do shit like just batshit crazy that are successful. But then there's others that go about, and I'll name one um, who's not open, but the building's still there. Then they have ones that do things that are like batshit crazy, like open a club next to a fire station and then during Corona, refuse to shut down, tell the Review Journal they're not shutting down, fuck the governor, that you're treading on my rights, Be, have your license as a, quote, sex education center, and all this, that, and the other. And then you wonder why the fuck the city is revoking your license. Hello, like, get your shit together. I'm with you. We ran into some of that on the East Coast, too, with some of the clubs and different things. The strip club that we actually hosted at, um, you know, they were kind of trying to figure out, you know, some of the gray lines during COVID. And our governor made a huge, huge example of them and shut them down and fined them. And it was just like such a mess. You want to know what they did here? Hustler Club was really famous for this. They got rid of exotic dancers and they put in what do they call it? ambiance entertainers basically go-go go-go girls with a mask uh-huh what was going on behind the curtain i'm sure i have no evidence of that but i'm sure yeah that's how so and i think a lot open. of the clubs did that yeah they were able to stay open or they would do a revariance and get rid of their adult entertainment because that was the last thing to be allowed to open back up out here and they would change their license to like a tavern license like it yeah. was a scramble it was a scramble for everybody, but here we are. Here we I are. I know, and it's so interesting. And during all of that is when you decided that you were going to create Eden After Dark. So, like, did you feel mm. like you were going to be successful? Th- I, already the- yeah. I already knew. I already knew. I already knew. Because I don't know if actually it's changed, and I don't know if it's because of me. I'd like to think so. At the time, there was nobody on the West Coast that was quote lifestyle. Now I'm not including bathhouses in that because bathhouses never get lumped in as lifestyle that would touch LGBT now. And this is a big fucking pet peeve of mine. Now I'll see like on Cassidy.com for those that aren't familiar, that's a really big lifestyle website, especially out here on the West coast. It's actually here in Las Vegas where it's owned and operated. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll see these clubs. They'll have these banners. I'm thinking of one in particular, they'll put on their LGBT friendly trans friendly just throwing in this shit like trying to take advantage of the community but the biggest i'm thinking about one in particular you know who you are if you're listening they would charge more for trans bi etc i'm like okay trans mm, a lot of times we know by looking let's be honest folks but how would you know if somebody male or female is bi to charge them more money how would you know yeah, that's a really, I've never really heard that before. That's kind of an interesting one. And how do you know? I mean, that's yeah, kind how of. How do you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, see, you know, you hear all sorts of things that you would just never really think of. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a new one. Well, that's oh, not I, what I we're going to do. I had a fun conversation with an ambassador of an on-premise lifestyle club out here. They are couples and females only, which isn't uncommon. Yeah. But I was asking her. I was like, what constitutes a couple? Because it doesn't specify a gender. I wanted just to be clear. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm like, I just wanted to be clear. Like, if I came, who should I bring with me? So she said, well, well, 
that's a difficult question to answer. I'm like, yeah, it, it really isn't. She's like, well, most male, female on paper. However, we allow same sex couples, but she's like the single men were ruining it. They were coming to the door with their buddies and pretending to be a gay couple. And she's like, what can I do at the door? Like ask them to make out in front of me. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, that's a tough one. I would have never thought that people would do that either, but I guess it's not uncommon now that I think about it, because sometimes I do hear on, you know, on our coast here, like the single men will try and find a single lady to make, you know, their dollars, you know, because oh, that's, that's, that's been happening mm-hmm. since like 1764. There's actually a, there's actually a term for that. I have a big uh, lifestyle glossary on EdenAfterDark.com, And the term for that is called a ticket. That's what but they call like, you, I want to find a girl to cheapen my cost. So I find a, they call the girl a ticket. Yeah. So I do want, since he brought this up, when you do log on to the website, there's a blog section. And within the blog section, there's, um, there are blogs on every topic that you can imagine. I mean, so many. So you should, what is the way? It's just EdenAfterDark.com, right? Yeah. And I've been slacking on my blog recently. I've been too busy with Kingtober. But yeah, Eden yeah, after Tell dark. me about Kingtober because you've been po- well. You were posting a lot about that until Instagram started fucking blocking me. Fucking yeah. with you. Kingtober yeah. is gonna be the shit. Um, I've been planning it for fuck six months now. Um, Kingtober is gonna be a big event where there's gonna be a lot of um, how should we say equipment on premise. In fact, I just got a giant, giant, giant package from FedEx this morning. It's a St. Andrew's Cross custom. Um, yeah, custom branded. Um, there's going to be a lot of equipment, uh, play furniture, if you will. Being careful not to use that B word right now. Um, yeah. There's also going to be instructors there giving uh, demos. Um, a I love education. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be four instructors. There's two males, two females. Hell, it's it's October. I, I even have a cute lesbian girl doing tarot card readings. We're all in the season. That's fun. Yeah, so there's going to be live kink instruction, you know, furniture, whatnot. Um, it's going to be fabulous. That sounds really wonderful. I see. I do really love when the events have like some sort of education to it, or even if they have dungeons set up, that they have somebody that can show how to use the um I forgot what they're called somebody told me what I'm supposed to reference them as but you know like the cross and swing and stuff like that yeah, the I find, cross. Uh-huh. yeah I find that people are intrigued on wanting to use them but they're just not really sure how they don't know where so, to start yeah yeah exactly so when we have a demonstrator with us at our events it's the the they're used so much more and I happen to be a fan of the cross so I I like going on there um so that usually gets kind of some of the demonstrations going also but it's great that you have that too. What would you say? Is, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite one? Like your favorite device? Mm, favorite a device or furniture? For, furniture, furniture. I was gonna say device. Mm, it's about. Well, I'll 20, go both furniture and de- device. De- device. It's it's in its case about twenty feet away from my desk right now. Um, is- oh, it's a. I built a fuck machine years ago, and it's um, quite intimidating. Uh huh. For most people. Um, as far as furniture, I would have to say probably there's two words for it. The PG word for it that you'll find, you can, the best place to get, by the way, uh, furniture is on Etsy. You can't find this shit on Amazon. If you do, it's the mass produced crap. But yeah. 
kink stuff, kink furniture, you're going to want to look on Etsy. And on there, it's going to be called the spanking bench, but I call it the breeding bench. Yeah. I like the spanking bench too. We also have connections to be able to sell all these through the boutique as well, if anybody ever wanted any, but I agree. Etsy has so many different compositions that, you know, have like all in one or, you know, you can kind of do like a multi thing. If you have like, if you're independent and you're at your house and you're trying to get like a it's few. Very, it's very DIY focused. Um, and, you know, like platforms like Amazon don't, well, it's not that they don't allow that stuff. It's just that it's so tedious because you can't use certain words. You can't use certain images. Whereas Etsy seems to be like, like Twitter. It's the wild, wild west. You can do whatever the hell yeah. you want. But you really can as long as like you like I can't I can't sell you on there obviously right um, if you handmade me in some sort of way if you put like a flower like in my hair and then like took the picture of me like personally you could do not tempt me to try that (laughs) what would the what would the MSRP on you be I don't know you know what we'd have to do some serious research (laughs) I think we'd have to check FICO scores yeah, and then honestly, it would have to be just like a, I would have to say somebody would have to pay a lot because they wouldn't want to have to deal with me and because I would be in extreme or maybe that would be the opposite. They would have to pay little for me because I'm so annoying. <laughs> You're like that last kitten that's really like yeah. at the power that nobody wants. They're like, just take it. Just take it. Right, exactly. Exactly. I'm like that one that they just want to like nurture at the end of the night. Yeah. The Kinktober should be a lot of fun. I've been planning it for a while. And four instructors, two are coming from the East Coast, as a matter of fact. They're flying out. Should be That's fun. That's so fun. Yeah. So when does it actually start? Is it the entire month of Kinktober? No. Is it the- it's a, no. it's, 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 it's a one-night event. God, gotcha. it's a whole month. You're trying to kill me. I know. It's a, a one-night event, October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now for gotcha. approved key holders. You have to be an approved key holder, which costs nothing, by the way, folks um to attend any uh, any event and that's because i have certain criterion that i look for in our members but the tickets are on sale so the vetting process is is that they just go to your website they fill out the key holder application Mm -hmm. and then what happens from there do you reach out to them and have a conversation or something sure so they put in the application application comes through into our system which it's a very fancy system um either well myself and three other people review it and then we all kind of do the julius caesar's thing thumbs up thumbs down majority vote rules and then you get back your cute little approval letter in your email box and then at the same time uh sms goes to your mobile saying hey you've been approved check your email the letter's in there and there's your letter now you can start going to events and then with that you'll start getting email invites, text if you opt in, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't miss out on anything. Which is the important thing because a lot of times, you know, our community members are like, oh, I I didn't realize, you know, the events and stuff like that. If you just subscribe to our websites, you get the automatic updates when new events are posted or I'm, I don't know, maybe you get alerts when you put a new blog and things. I'm not sure, but. The thing is people don't check their goddamn email. My system tells me how many people opened it how many people read it where they clicked on it how many times they clicked on it what time of day they clicked nobody reads their goddamn emails anymore but i guarantee you the moment i send out a text message oh everybody opens that which i i understand that i get it yeah i I never actually really thought about the text message method 
It's got a 98.96. Let me move a tab over. 98.96% open rate versus email. Oh. My open rate is 27% right now. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Hmm. Yeah. Well, think about it. A text like vibrates two centimeters from your pussy. You're going to check yeah. it. Emails yeah, don't vibrate and all that shit. No. I'm going to look into that now that you gave me a little tip there, eh? I'm excited. I can help you. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to tell you. So I feel like, and I hope that you are, are enjoying it too, is a start to a beautiful friendship and relationship here across the U.S. Uh, I'm really digging, you know, your vibes and your energy and just your fun personality and just, just everything about it. And so, you know, I'm just really happy that we did this show. Me too. Me too. So if people wanted to find you, I know that we've said it a bunch, but what are the main, you know, points you want to leave our view, our listeners with for your, your segment today? Okay. We emphasize Eden after dark emphasizes in kink and LGBT, but we're not limited to that by any means. If you're straight, you can still come. You just have to be comfortable seeing men's and women's together. Um, we are members only. It costs nothing to become a member, just 52 seconds of your time to put your info in. Then if you're approved, you can come and have a good time. And it's an experience. It's an emotion, baby. It's not just a little fuck fest where you come in, have some chicken wings and some pussy. It's a whole like change your life situation and see some cute entertainment. I even have members that come in from Cirque du Soleil. We have many Cirque du Soleil members that come in and they're feeling fancy and they get up on, on the exercise pole. So that would be a way you can see some cute performers from the Las Vegas Strip. Um, we're fun. We're exciting. Yada, yada. It's very low pressure. You don't have to do a damn thing if you don't want to. You know, we all love consent. Um, single men. I have a severe shortage of single men. For the love of God, single men, please apply. You'll never hear another lifestyle club owner say that. I have very few single men. It's all couples and single women. It's ridiculous. My last event, my last event, it was the damnedest thing. And, and I, I thought the world was coming to an end. We had more single women than men by over by two times. At, I've never seen anything like it in the lifestyle. So single men, you are more than welcome to apply by all means. Yeah, then get on out there. It's so weird because in, in any other lifestyle club, they're like, oh, fuck, it's another single dude applying. It's another single dude showing up. I have just the opposite problem. I don't know why. I really don't. I, I don't. Hopefully we can start to change that and get, get more men. Come on, men. Get Come there. On, Come on, men. Oh. Yeah, last event we had, I did the math. If you could break a person down, uh, it was 2.35 women to every cis male yeah so single men apply edenafterdark.com we're on all the major socials but fucking instagram's changing every other day now because they're on some kind of crusade against me need to go to church and pray something something maybe doing some hail mary so you get that account back well me and mary go way back but i don't think it's that mary (laughs) and you can't get an account back with instagram girl they have no customer service Oh, I know. Fuck you that. Just, I know. It's, you, you just move on. Over. You just cut your losses and move forward. Backup accounts, backup accounts for backup accounts for backup accounts. It is. Yeah. It well, is. when you're back up and running, I'll do some fair, share for shares and try and get our swinger communities to collide and, and get the followers back. Ooh, collisions, collisions. <laughs> yes. Collisions, collisions. Well, Christian, this has been the most amazing hour that I have spent podcasting, and I'm really thankful for your participation. 
I look forward to the journey and thank you for snap, you know, putting a little snapshot of Eden After Dark. Make sure everybody goes, sign up, go check out the blogs, look at all the information, get yourself familiar with all of the amazing uh, tools that he has provided to you guys. So until next time, I will talk to you guys so super soon.